Hans and Scotty, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Hans, you're back in Salt Lake. I'm here in, uh, in uh, Fort Collins, Utah State, getting set to take on Colorado State coming up tomorrow. Huge game. And joining us live here in Fort Collins, Isaac Johnson's with us. How you doing, man? Hey, oh, Isaac. I should probably turn your mic on. There you go. Oh, there we go. I'm doing good. Doing good. Glad to be here. All right, so we got some house cleaning. We got to get out of the way here first. My guy's from Weezer. Now, you were on the Oregon side of the border, right? Yeah, yep. Nissa, Oregon. Super small oh, town. Yes, Parma, Nissa. You grew the hops out there, didn't you? <laughs> yep, they're out there on those big old log stands with the, the strings across them. Were you part of the hop farming out there? No, my dad was an elementary school principal. So we were in the Malheur County Fair with, uh, with pigs and goats, but we weren't farming. So, you uh, now again. I want to make sure I get this right because Hans is a Weezer guy. Oh yeah, and uh, and I've heard way too much about the Fiddle Festival. <laughs> so your your sister was it? Your sister that was my involved. My cousin. In? Oh, cousin. Yeah. Okay. So my cousin, uh, my brother actually started playing the fiddle, and my cousin was um, super competitive. She started playing because he was playing and wanted to be better, and so she proved it, and she won the Weezer Fiddle Contest, and then she went oh. on to win the National Fiddle Contest after she graduated high school. Oh, are you so, kidding me? What what division did she win? Uh, I think you, the over 18, so like the adult division. Wow, that's that that is tough. People don't understand the, the Weezer Fiddle Contest is one of the top national contests. It is it is the uh, it is the identifier for your top national fiddlers so yeah she's the real deal that's incredible oh yeah that's what qualified her for nationals and then she went on to win that so how often did you guys light a fire and give her a fiddle and dance to it like is that <laughs> something you guys did in the every now and then at family reunions we do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad the fiddling's the deal in your home man because it used to be the deal in our home my brother was a fiddler and we just sit there and listen to him fiddle just like paul on little house in the prairie which oh, is yeah, probably yeah. a a show reference that you probably don't yeah. know. Or do you know Little House on the Prairie? Oh, yeah. The Ingalls family. Come on. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, Scotty, this dude's after my heart. Hey, I, I want to know this. <laughs> you know Isaac, Merlin Olson's his uncle, right? Really? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And you, I guess you should know Little House on the Prairie since you're at Utah State and Merlin is the uh, the figure out there. But yeah. uh, when did you start getting your height? I'm just curious because we don't grow people like you in Idaho very much. I know you're in, in this, the Oregon side, but um, when did you start getting your height and start thinking, holy cow, I I might be able to play this game? Uh, I was always pretty tall. Um, I think sixth grade, I was six foot. Seventh grade, I was six three. Eighth grade, six six. And ninth grade, I was six nine. And then I just grew an inch after that. So I was just always pretty tall. Did you get it from your parents? Your parents tall? Yeah, my dad's six six and played for the Aggies um, one year before and one year after his mission. Okay. And then my mom is six two, so. So you yeah. knew it was going to happen. Now, how <laughs> yeah. tall? How tall Spencer? Uh, my older brother, he's six five, so he was projected to be like six eight, but. Got it capped out there know, at six yeah, five. Six huh? five, got it. So little <laughs> sister passed him up at six six. So was the competitive juices always flowing in the family? I mean, was it always something that oh, you yeah. guys always got after each other pretty good? Oh, yeah, always. There wasn't uh, – when we got a little older, one-on-one -on -one wasn't allowed. It was only like pig or horse because otherwise it would get too physical and <laughs> throw down in the driveway. Concrete was too dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that, huh? It got really competitive. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. We're good now. We're good now. We don't butt heads. We're, we're good now. Do you uh, – when, when you uh, – 
do you and Spencer compare notes a little bit every now and then? On I'm sure you watch his games. He watches your games. Do you guys talk basketball, or do you just try to stay away from that stuff and just see how you guys are doing personally? Yeah, we do. Um, we call each other about once a week, at least once a week, and just kind of check in emotionally how we're doing. And he's getting ready to be a dad here within the month. Oh, that's month. awesome. So um, just checking up on him and his wife, seeing how they're doing. And with basketball in the season, plus becoming a dad, that's really stressful. Um, so – I think it was when I was at Oregon and we played BYU. We were down quite a bit when I subbed in, and he kind of gave me a little tap on the butt and was like, hey, just breathe, be confident, and just do you. So that's kind of where it started of us just checking up on each other and making sure we're all good. So, Isaac, I got to tell you, I I really stumbled upon your game. I, I actually came out to the Utah State-Boise State game there in the spectrum just to come – take it all in and you caught my eye in the first half putting up a couple of threes and and then i was there in person seeing your length and i was like geez this guy this guy can this guy can really hammer it he can do a lot of things kind of describe to me what you see yourself as as far as a basketball player when you're talking about the stretch getting on the outside your style defense like what do you want to be what do you see yourself being in this game well, first off, thank you. I really appreciate the compliment. Um, but I think that I have the capabilities. Um, obviously, I haven't shown um, super strength in defense this year, and that's something that I'm uh, always intentionally thinking about and working on. Um, so that is one thing that I I think I did a little better job uh, later in the game in Wyoming with just chesting up, jumping up straight, and walling up, making sure that they felt a tall presence. Um, but just being able to use my length and God-given um, abilities there, um, but being able to stretch the floor and make it easier for great and for other teammates on the drive that a guy has to be able to be out on me and that'll open up driving lanes um, and be able to knock down shots to, to keep the flow of the game going. Uh, you and I talked about this on Monday during the coaches' show, but uh, you hit those big threes against Boise. You hit a couple big ones against Wyoming as well. What's it like when you feel that shot start falling and you know that, you know, you're pushing that lead out, you're getting big moments, and those start dropping for you? From an emotional standpoint, what, what's that like out there on the court? It's, uh, it's pretty relieving. Like, I, I always have this belief and confidence in myself, um, as I'm sure most basketball players do. Um, it's something that you kind of have to have. It's something that I'm definitely still working on. It. I, haven't, I haven't reached a pinnacle by any means. Um, but there's always those nerves. I remember when I was running track, you're on that starting line, getting ready for the gun to sound, and you're always just like the nerves are going. But when you start running, same thing with basketball. Once you start playing and get into the groove of it, the nerves go away and everything just starts to be basketball. You don't see a lot of 6'10 guys running track. What, what, what did you run? <laughs> uh, that was like way back in eighth grade. I did okay. high, high jump at 200 meters. <laughs> so. Hey, when I was watching you against Boise State, I could see that there was some aggression out there. And I know that you've got – you and Boise State, you guys all had an ax to grind, and, and I love that rivalry. What stands out to you more personally, uh, the back and forth with Boise State or the back and forth with the team that you got coming up tomorrow? Um, I think we're just looking on to tomorrow. The past has already happened, and um, I'm glad that we won and that we had – we were able to put on for Stu and the past teams and for the whole crowd that was there. But we're looking to tomorrow. We're locking in. We got practice here in about an hour and uh, just getting ready to go. Big day. When did you, you know? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. When, go ahead, Dan. Isaac, when did you start to understand that this team 
had some real spice, some real potential to make the runs that you've made? Um, I think it was probably during the summer. Um, there was a lot of times. It's always unique in the summer because I think it was this way with last year's team too. Until you play somebody else, you don't know how good you guys are really going to be until you have that comparison that um, to put up against somebody else. And so in the summer, we started to see like what kind of pieces we had and how we were able to move and flow and, and connect so early on off the court. Um, we knew that it was going to be able to come together on the court. And then once we started going up against competition, we proved it right. You can't – people ask me about this team a lot and, you know, what, what I see. And I'm like, this team is just tough. I mean, and, and not that last year's team wasn't tough, but – you can't ask for a more different team in terms of style <laughs> from last year to this year. Now, yeah. I know you redshirted last year, but you were a big part of that team and that system and, and what went on with practice mm -hmm. and things like that. What was that like for you to go from that system to what is going on this year? Because both have been very, very successful, but just very different. Yeah, uh, it definitely was kind of a night and day difference and definitely not in a bad way. In a positive way, I think especially for me, um, there's a quote, um, there's no growth in the comfort zone. There's no comfort in the growth zone. Um, and I've been very uncomfortable this year because I've been growing and learning. And Coach Sprinkle and uh, the staff has has helped me personally be in that. And I think us all as individuals and as a team be put in uncomfortable situations so that we can grow and be better. Um, and it's been it's been a heck of a change. And I think we're all doing well adjusting to it. I, I, you got a huge one against Colorado State coming up tomorrow. I mean, yeah. they're ranked. I know they're coming off that loss to San Diego State where that second half really got away from them. But that place is going to be rocking. It's going to be packed. It's going to be a sellout. Yep. You know that they want a little revenge for what happened in Logan. You guys, I'm sure, up for uh, a really emotional, physical, hard-fought game tomorrow. For sure. Um, we know that we made the right plays at the right times. Um and we had the spectrum behind us. Um, but I think we've proven on the road that we don't always need. I mean, it's always so fun when we do have the spectrum and we appreciate it so much, but we don't always need it in order to play good basketball and tough basketball. Sometimes in those environments when you feel like everybody's against you is when you come together the most as a team and you make those leaps and bounds to be better. So, Can you kind of identify some of the things that you've got on the team board as far as goals this year now because i'm sure the target moves a little bit as you guys come together and continue to compile wins but what is your team goal this year um mountain west champions yeah um regular season and then going on to the tournament um but i think to look at even a bigger standpoint that that before the season started um, when coach was talking to us, we were in a team meeting, he was talking to us about toughness. And he said to us, I, as a head coach and as our coaching staff, we will make it to March Madness. That's not, that's a non-negotiable. We are, we are going to be there in a postseason. So you guys need to figure out toughness wise, how we're going to do it, hmm. but we are going to be there. And so March Madness is a non-negotiable. We are going to be there. We got to figure out a way to do it. And I think that's the same thing that we're starting to realize and, and grow into is that Mountain West champions, that's our goal. That's where we need to be, not just where we want to be. How long have you been rocking the stash? <laughs> uh, ever since I got home from my mission. 
So that was the number one thing. I grew out the mustache. And it's just kind of been my call sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you got practice. You got a lot of stuff to do. I'll let you go, man. But thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Good luck tomorrow. Should be a fun one. That place is always a crazy place. Uh, it's going to be rocking and uh, a lot on the line coming up for that one tomorrow. Yep. Yes, sir. Hey, great catching up with you, Isaac. And, and you make Nissa proud. That, that Nissa Farm area, you make them proud. So keep keep rocking that uh, that amazing stash and keep beating them up <laughs> thank you so much appreciate you good yep. to talk to you